0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Why Me? I'm your host, Jake. In this episode, I talk about meaning. Listen to this episode if you want to learn what meaning really is, some of the misconceptions behind it, and what some of the benefits are. Enjoy. So hello everyone. I know I haven't posted in a while while I posted last week, but... I didn't post two weeks ago, and just because there's been some changes going on in terms of the podcast. So I'm going to start actually transitioning. I'm in the middle of transitioning the podcast onto the CFRC, or into, I don't know how, what what word to use, which is basically a campus community radio station that's been broadcasting from Queen's University. It's actually the longest standing radio station in the world, which is pretty cool, It was started in 1922. They have a radio station as well as a podcast network. So my podcast is going to be a part of their network. And they are allowing me to use their studio and their mics and their equipment and all that, which is really great. So the website and some of the links are going to change either going to be next week or in the new year. And I will post all that information so that you have it yeah that's exciting and just an update and that's why I haven't been posting well that's why I didn't post two weeks ago I also started an Instagram page so it's called at why me the podcast very creative so follow it like the pictures so trying to figure out what the best things to post On Instagram are or what the best things to post on Facebook really are yeah anyway so getting into today's topic today I'm gonna be talking about meaning and before talking about it I just wanted to reach out to listeners to ask what do you think meaning means and how do you cultivate meaning in your life if you do and so if you have any thoughts questions ideas you can send me an email at jakebradshaw.contact at gmail.com. You can message me on the Facebook page, or now you can I guess send me a message on Instagram and I'll check them before the following episode. Cool. <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking about meaning. The definition of meaning in relation to a state of mind or a way of life. It's kind of hard to define the definition that I came up. I kind of came up myself, which is my opinion is that it's a state of deep satisfaction that is fulfilling and rewarding and really meaning and purpose are intertwined together. And it's just finding something that you are meant to do or something that fulfills you. So, Today I'm going to talk about meaning from two books that I read. The first book is called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl was a psychologist who was Jewish and was captured during World War II and was put in a concentration camp. And then he later escaped the concentration camp. So it's all about how he found meaning within the concentration camp and then how he applied that to his life after being released. The second book is called The Power of Meaning. It was written by Emily Asfani Smith, and it discusses how to cultivate meaning in your life and talks about why meaning is overall a better goal than happiness. So first off, I want to talk a little bit about some misconceptions about meaning. The first is that meaning does not have to be found from within. So at the beginning of the summer, I was sitting on top of a mountain in Victoria, B.C., feeling very reflective, reading Man's Search for Meaning, looking out into this vast world and thinking about what the meaning of life is. Why are we all here? What's the point? Those kind of questions. And one thing that the book said that I thought was really interesting was that there is no abstract meaning for life that was sent to us from a higher power. And actually, life pulls on you and demands meaning from you when you interact with it and you can choose to accept that or not. So I thought that was really interesting because I was kind of on the other side of Canada thinking about meaning and this was kind of a you know self-discovery journey and actually what the book was saying was that I'm not going to find meaning over here searching for this one purpose of life. I'm going to find it by interacting with the world in the way that I usually do and seeing what really connects with me and what doesn't. Second, meaning is different for everyone. As Viktor Frankl says in his book, there is no one meaning, there's no one abstract purpose of life. And so that means that it can mean something different for everyone. And for Frankl, he says he cites three ways to discover the meaning of life. One is by creating a work or doing a deed. The second is by experiencing something or encountering someone. And the final one is by the attitude that we take to unavoidable suffering. And so these are all different ways to find meaning. But again, it's just showing that it's different for everyone and that it's found by interacting with the world and seeing what you like and what you don't like. And then finally, the third misconception that I'm going to talk about is that meaning doesn't necessarily make you happy. Viktor Frankl was able to find meaning in some of the most atrocious, unimaginable conditions in a concentration camp. He definitely wasn't happy, but he found meaning because he had a purpose why he was there. And his purpose was that he wanted to get home to his family and his loved ones. And one of the one of the more famous quotes, I think, I actually don't know, but I I think it's a well at least it should be a famous quote, is that if you have a why, then man can suffer through almost any how. And so what Victor Frankl realized in this concentration camp was that the other prisoners who had meaning were able to suffer through the most atrocious conditions and treatment. And then the people who didn't have a meaning, didn't have a why, weren't able to suffer through that. And so again, this is just showing that you can have meaning and not be happy. But that also means that you can be happy and not have meaning. So now that I've defined meaning and talked about some of the misconceptions, I'm going to talk about how you can cultivate meaning in your life. So according to Viktor Frankl in the in man's search for meaning again his perspective is that life pulls on you and demands meaning from you which you have a choice whether to accept or not. He also talks about how sometimes people who experience suffering are compelled to help others and find meaning through their quest to share what they have gone through or experience in order to help other people. Other people find meaning by trying different things and seeing whether they enjoy them or not, and whether it's something that really resonates with, I like the term resonate, but something that really resonates with them and that they find meaning out of. It's hard because I don't really think there's words to describe when you find something that That really is meaningful to you. It's it's almost that you feel, again, a deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. You just feel that you're doing what you were meant to be doing. And so Viktor Frankl talked about three ways to discover the meaning of life by creating a work or doing a deed, by experiencing something or encountering someone, or by the attitude we take to unavoidable suffering. And... Again, this shows there's no one thing that makes people's lives meaningful and that it is really different for everyone. So in the book, Power of Meaning, Emily Isfani Smith talks about meaning, as you can probably tell, and she gives a couple conditions as well as ways to find meaning. So her three conditions for meaning are one, Evaluate your life as worthwhile, as part of something bigger. So, this means just seeing your life as something that's important and trying to see where your purpose fits into the bigger picture of the world. Again, hard to explain, but just finding something that connects you to a, a purpose. The second condition for meaning is believing that your life makes sense. And this this was an interesting one, but from what I understood about what she was trying to say was believe that your life has a purpose in the larger universe and believe that you are doing something that connects with you and makes sense to you. And then finally, the third condition is is be driven by a sense of purpose. So again, believing that you have a purpose and that you're achieving it. And then she also talks about four ways to cultivate meaning. The first one is connecting with others. There's this other really good quote from another part of the book, and it's one of the pillars on meaning. So it's how to to achieve meaning through the pillars. And the quote is, storytelling is about reaching out into the void In connecting with people and letting them know they are not alone. It's kind of what I'm trying to do. And I think what a lot of people who are advocating for wellness are trying to do as well. Just knowing that, you know, no one is alone in what they are going through. And the power of storytelling and connecting with others, which can have that effect on you and also bring you meaning. The second way to cultivate meaning is finding something worthwhile to do. And the only way to do this is by trying different things. You might try sports, you might try arts, you might try writing, you might try cooking, anything. And once you find something that's really worth your time and that you feel that you're excelling at and that you're really enjoying, that's one way to create meaning for you as well. The third is creating narratives that help you understand the world. This I thought was an interesting one. And it really means finding anything that helps you understand your life and how you process what is going on around you. And again, I think that goes back to the higher purpose because you're creating a way for you to understand not only what you're going through, but also that can connect with a lot of other people and you can help a lot of other people that way. The fourth way to cultivate meaning is self-loss. I think this is a really interesting one, too, because again, this is where meaning and happiness are really different. And she talks about it a little bit more, but oftentimes we can find meaning through negative experiences. And that's what Viktor Frankl talks about as well. And... By going through something that's devastating either to you, to a family, to a loved one, to a friend, it often can give people a renowned, a newfound, that's the word I'm looking for, a newfound sense of purpose. And you often see these people who are devastated by tragedy, turning their lives into this quest to help others not experience the same thing. Another thing that she talks about is that meaning comes from being a giver. And I think this is something that you hear a lot in the literature about meaning, and it's something I've talked about before. There was a quote from a Buddhist monk which I've cited, I think, probably three times, which is that all the happiness there is in the world comes from wishing yourself to be happy. Sorry, all the happiness there is in the world comes from wishing others to be happy, and all the suffering there is in the world comes from wishing yourself to be happy. And so this kind of supports that and says that meaning means looking beyond yourself and trying to help others. There's also a quote from this book which says happiness is seen as a pleasure that is self-absorbed and short-term. And a purpose-driven person is not concerned with personal benefits, but with making the world a better place. And again, I think that this has definitely some good evidence towards it. I don't think that the only way to find meaning is by being a giver and helping others. You know, that being said, it's interesting to watch the philanthropy and corporate social responsibility movement evolve because as a lot of people make more money and become more successful, they finally turn to giving a lot of their money away. And it's interesting to think about why that happens and who knows why, but I think that maybe once you get past a certain point, you realize that you really want to find meaning. And if you haven't found that, a good way to do it is to give to other people because that can be a really rewarding experience as well. And then another really good quote from the book, which is your vocation or your meaning lies where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet so it's about finding something that you really enjoy but also is deeply needed in the world around you and then again emphasizing this last point on self-loss emily really believes that you can find meaning through hardship she also talks about how the most important parts of life often require hard work and sacrifice and instead of giving up we can confront life directly and with passion and create for ourselves a meaning out of the pain, loss, and the struggles that we endure. And again, as I've said before, after a traumatic experience, many people feel a strong drive to help those who have suffered as they have. And then I found this part really interesting. She talked about five ways that people can grow after a crisis. And I think it's a, there's a couple things in it that I've talked about that I think that I've grown after what I experienced. The first one is their relationship strengthen. The second one is that they discover new paths and purpose in life. The third one is that they find inner strength. The fourth one is that spiritual life deepens. And the fifth one is that there is a new appreciation for life. And I think that this is something that a lot of people who are suffering with mental illness, again, suffering the loss of something in their life, they gain a new appreciation for life and they find that they have this inner strength to deal with anything that life throws at them. Just something to think about. So finally, to close off this episode on meaning, what are some of the benefits of meaning? So according to Emily Isfani Smith, happiness and unhappiness are not correlated with mental illness. She argues that actually meaning is. And to back up this premise, she cites that in wealthier countries, happiness is higher. So for an example, Canada has a happier, sorry, a happier, a higher happiness percentage ratio and meaning is lower. Whereas in poorer countries, happiness is lower and meaning is higher. And despite these statistics, in wealthier countries suicide rates are actually higher than they are in lower countries. So Emily's Vonnie Smith uses this to prove that wealthier countries have a higher suicide rate because their meaning is lower and that suicide is actually correlated with meaning, not happiness. I thought this was a really interesting point. I, I think that, again, correlation obviously doesn't mean causation. But it is a really good question to think about it because... In wealthier countries, we do have a lot of mental health issues, despite having very high happiness statistics. And so why is that? And I think it's a really good question to think about. Then again, she says that people who have more meaning at work are more engaged, more productive, and more likely to stay loyal to that organization. And then as well, older people who report having more purpose in their life live longer have a, because they have a reason to get out of bed every morning. And this means that they have a better immune system and et cetera, et cetera. Finally, again, closing off on what Victor Frankl said, if you have a why, then man can suffer through almost any how. And I think that it's a really interesting thing to think about. If you have purpose, then you can get through any type of suffering or loss that life throws at you. And Frankel's experience in the concentration camps and documenting all of the awful things that happened to him shows that meaning can truly help you through some of life's most challenging and darkest times. So, yeah. That closes off today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I thought I hope there was some interesting points. And next week I'm going to be posting an episode with interviewing Jessica Baldachin. I think I said her name right. I better have said her name right. And then the following week I'm going to be posting an episode comparing happiness and meaning. And then I'm going to take a break for three weeks for holidays and I will be back starting early January so yeah that's it for today hope you enjoyed it please send me ideas thoughts questions and I would love to hear what meaning means to you and how you cultivate it in your life until next time that was that was cool